You're listening to Beyond Mindfulness with me, Angus Ford-Robertson, a weekly podcast bringing mindfulness to life. Well, hello there. Angus here, giving my very first podcast, although that's not, of course, entirely true, is it? I did attempt during the first lockdown, some of you will remember, I did attempt to uh, to have a first little dabble at podcasting, but, um, oh, and, and there's the first rule of podcasting, <laughs> turn off your phone. Good, right, that's off. Um, as I was saying, <laughs> is it going well? Uh, as I was saying, uh, welcome to my first podcast, and uh, I'm sat here in Kite Yard um, with a little mini script. Just for this first week, I thought I'd give a tiny intro into why I'm doing this and what's the point? What's the point, Angus? So, uh, what is this uh, podcast about? Well, very simply, it's it's the bonus material. It's the extra stuff. Those of you that know me, I've been teaching now for a little over 20 years. Uh, I'm a yoga teacher, a mindfulness enthusiast extraordinaire, I like to think so, and a therapist. And, um, and I've been teaching group format classes for a very long time. But something that's become really apparent over the years is that there are a huge number of common themes and uh, questions that keep coming up and hopefully we go deeper and deeper into these answers. So this podcast is really an opportunity for me to share some of those questions that come up and hopefully, as I say, deeper and deeper answers that uh, arise to them. And um, yeah, sometimes we'll be keeping to the straight and narrow. Other times I'm hoping we're going to go completely off piste. Um, it's my hope that these podcasts will be an opportunity to uh, to question, let's say, to question the current narrative around mindfulness and mental, emotional well-being and so on. So that's what I'm hoping these podcasts will be about. I'm sure the format will evolve, but essentially the format will be a simple Q&A. Sometimes I'll uh, uh, have a recording of a class uh, where a question came up. Other times I'll just do a little piece to Mike and express the question and my thoughts on the answer. So the format will be essentially Q&A. And to that end, of course, if you do have any question that you want to put to me uh, around mindfulness and mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being, info at angusfordrobertson.com. That is info at angusfordrobertson.com. Good. Okay. Gosh, I'm breathless with excitement already. Um, without further ado, let's dive into the first question. This was um, a question that came up last week and was on a live Zoom call. It's a question that, oh, it comes up every year. It's so big. It's so important. The question, of course, is how do I develop a mindfulness habit that sticks? How do I create a, a routine, something that really uh, has legs, let's say? And uh, I was asked this question last week and I shared a few ideas and thoughts on it. And uh, I hope it makes sense. Yeah. So let's just turn over now. Here's the recording. Enjoy. 
from a Buddhist perspective, and indeed I would say uh, any spiritual perspective, we're only going to start to do the work and meditate when we've actually had the insight that it's, and here we go, the strong bit, the most important thing we'll be doing on earth. Ah. Now, I know that sounds really, really, really strong, but I will offer a few ideas to back that up. What is the one thing that every human being wants? The one thing that every one of us wants is to be at peace. Could it be? It really is. I mean, you can you can uh, you can debate that um, as long as you like. I still have yet to hear anyone uh, say different. In the final analysis, as the Dalai Lama and uh, countless other teachers will say, in the final analysis, what we are all seeking is to be at peace, mentally, emotionally, uh, with equanimity, balance, and well-being. If we concur on that, and I'm not asking you to right now, but if we did concur on that, then the next question is, well, <clears throat> could it be that all these things that we're so busy with our busyness doing is just a proxy? <clears throat> it's just a, you know, you say you say to someone, oh, you've started your 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 new uh, fancy business and you're making squillions and you've so why are you doing that oh well so that i i um <clears throat> have lots of money great uh, excellent why do you want lots of money well so that i feel secure well, okay secure so that you can oh yeah be at peace yeah yeah just be at peace basically and whatever you put your attention on it is just a stepping stone it's the egoic mind saying, I want that because I believe, I choose to believe that when I've got that, then I'll be at peace. Spiritual maturity means you can see that and then you miss out the middleman. <laughs> you don't need three houses in Monaco and a, a yacht somewhere and to own, you know, some skyscrapers in New York or it's like, uh, it's, all, it's all fun. Don't get me wrong. That's fun, but it's not the thing you're actually doing. In fact, a lot of the time, by the way, that's not fun. It's really, really complicating, stressful, difficult. Um, Generally speaking, billionaires are some of the most unhappy people on, on earth. Huh, who knew? And why would that be? Because there's still, uh, I'm terribly rude with this, but I, I call it Alan Sugar mode. They're still in the belief that when they have more, they will be closer to peace and happiness. It's never worked. It's never going to work. It's the egoic mind grasping and wanting something that it can never fulfill. But the one thing that can give it to you is presence. Learning to empty the mind consciously and then be utterly present.
have that as uh, Jesus said, Buddha said, Lao Tzu said, and everyone else has said, have that. And then the man or the woman, you are the king and the queen. You've got it. You have now got the ability to find peace, equanimity, balance in whatever situation you're in. Now, I'm conscious I've gone round the houses here. Is this making sense so far? <laughs> yeah. If this makes sense, then we have to now take responsibility. And if we really get that, we understand that all the busyness and the rushing and the scurrying around and hustling for dollars or whatever it is that we're spending our time on, then we it's not that we have to stop that. That's fine. That's worldliness. We're all in worldliness. And it's actually quite fun. But beneath it and above it, you have this understanding all around it of it's all a bit of a joke. <laughs> it's not the important thing. The important thing is the one thing. Have I got possession of my mind? Can I choose to be a thinker when I want to be and not a thinker when I don't want to be? Do I have that spidey power? Do I have that awareness, also called enlightenment? That's the one thing. And when a person knows that, and takes responsibility for it, and remembers it, then they will find time every day to switch off the mind and do it. Because nothing else makes any sense. I mean, I know I can speak, I'll speak personally, if I may, just for one moment on this. I know now that when I, and I frequently do, if I, because I love working, I love my life and my work and so on. But if I push the needle too far, even close to the red now, my body screams at me. It just says, oh, for God's sake, really? How many times? Do you and so I don't even get, in the old days, I'd go into the red and then I'd be, right, where's the priory number? I've got it somewhere. Come on, let's find this. You know, it's like all just yo-yoing backwards and forwards. Now, now stops right there. Boom, straight back down. So that's the first response to the question, how do I find the discipline to actually practice presence on a daily basis? It's when we take absolute goddamn responsibility for what we know to be true and we stop fluffing about. We just get on with it. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> now, the second part, which I will keep brief because I've um, gone over time already, um, is uh it's a cheeky one the buddhists probably well they don't have it in their discourses but i would say for us mere mortals all of us mere mortals pleasure and making the practice this is a very practical bonus ball for your question making the practice pleasurable and enjoyable if we are creatures of pleasure. We want to feel comfortable. We love the calm, the at-easeness, the feeling of what Buddha called calm abiding from regular practice. Because if you practice regularly, you will feel very, very calm and settled. So 
Um, I can remember when I was just starting to get the hang of it in my late 20s. I had a period of mid-20s, actually. And every day after lunch, I looked forward to just what I called nesting. I would make my little nest in the corner of my room. And it was a beanbag and cushions and the lights were like this and there was a smelly candle and it was just... I just felt so sort of safe and, oh, yes, I'm in my nest. This is great. And, you know, it could be that. I've also had lots of moments like that on park benches, and I, I thoroughly uh, endorse that as a practice. As soon as it gets a bit warmer, find your favourite bench in a local park or wherever with a tree and birds and just make it pleasurable. It's not a chore. By contrast, Sophie, um, and I know you know Sophie won't mind me saying this because you're a, you're you're a to do list girl and you're a very professional career girl and you've got as everyone is actually here, but you 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 kind of driven on that treadmill of get it done tick 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 spreadsheets boom 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 pleasure. <laughs> Do not make mindfulness another chore on your to-do list. I made that mistake for years. It's a disaster. It just falls off the to-do list because you've got it in a, you know, finish a payroll or you know, like the, meditate. Oh, God, it's like another thing to do. No, it has to be completely different the other way. The mindfulness and the 20 minutes practice is the moment where you go, oh, yes, I hanker for this. I wish to nest or sit on the park bench or feel the sun on my face and breathe. Yeah? So, first bit, spiritual maturity, responsibility for what you know to be true, and just get on with it. And the second bit, Make it pleasurable, make it sweet, make it a lovely thing that you look forward to each day. And there are tons of other little bits that we can go into, you know, next week, week after, whenever. But stick with those two for now and you won't go far, far wrong, I'd say. You've been listening to Beyond Mindfulness. For more information about courses, workshops or retreats, please visit angusfordrobertson.com. And thank you for listening.